Today on the Dad the Best I Can show. I think it's I think it's hard for moms also the the isolation and kind of loss of identity and I think my, the women I know my wife and her friends and and the other women we're friends with uh, seem to be very good at creating community for themselves or finding time to take care of their friendships and 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 meet and talk on the phone or do what they need to do to take care of those friendships and I think um, we don't take care of our friendships we many of us have good friends that we've we've made through school high school college and and we lose touch with them and, and we don't uh, really regain those friendships and we don't take the time to make new friendships and and it's hard when we especially dads that are working full-time 40 50 60 hours a week you're not gonna say i'm gonna go out after work and and have cocktails several nights a week so you can hang out with your your buddies you need to get home and you need to take care of your family welcome to the dad the best i can show my name is rob roseman who wants to be a millionaire legend chicago futures trader vegas poker pro now i'm a dad to three kids ages seven five and two phew wears me out just thinking about it each week we bring on high performing dads like you entrepreneurs like jesse itzler ceos like david cancel from drift.com athletes like ken rideout best-selling children's authors like zach bush to tell us your stories, your dad tips and tricks to help all of us make it through dad life. We have a brand new website over at dadthebestican.com. Go on over to dadthebestican.com and sign up with your email. It's 100% free, of course. Be the first to hear brand new dad guests and get weekly dad tips in your inbox. How else are you going to keep up with the roller coaster that is dad life? We are running a really fun dad challenge every single week. We talk dad life and learn from dads much wiser than us. We're using an awesome free iPhone app called Spar. You know how hard it is to make a new habit stick, like running, reading, writing, even flossing. With the Spar app, you can win or lose real money with a group of friends to hold you accountable. It's a lot of fun and it seriously works. Find out more about the challenge at dadthebestican.com. There is a new challenge you can join right now. Okay, enough out of me. On to today's show. All right, welcome to the Dad the Best I Can show. Today we are lucky to be joined by Matt Schneider. Matt is a work-at-home dad. I like that term, Matt. I might have to borrow that one. And he's the co-founder of City Dads Group a place where dads can meet up, talk about what they're going through, go bowling, and mainly not worry about crashing a mommy and me class. Hey, Matt, how's it going? I am great. How are you? That that work at home dad title was a, took me a long time to get to. I, I've been an at-home dad now for almost 14 years. So to even think about any other roles, it's it's been a tough road. Yeah, it's it's actually something I did want to ask you about. It's one thing I really struggle with, especially when you're new in town and new to this role. You know, I was a I had a really cool title before. I was a professional poker player in Vegas for 11 years. I was a futures trader in Chicago, and now when people ask what I do, that stay-at-home dad just like 
something about it I hesitate with and I wonder what people think. Do you, do you ever feel weird about saying that? Is that how you came up with your new title? <laughs> that, that's not why. I, I definitely felt weird about it early on. I was a teacher before the kids were born and I was pretty sure I was going to go back uh, within a year or two. So I always said I'm at home with my son now, but I'm probably, or I'm going back to, to teaching next fall. So there was always a, uh, what am I doing next uh, added on to it? So I could stay in the conversation or at least that I, I had a perception that that would, that's what would keep me in the conversation. But um, I think I was happiest when I finally did embrace the role and, and had the confidence and excitement to say that I was an at-home dad and, and I've, rarely had anybody leave the conversation because they couldn't find anything interesting to talk about and often find that people are are very interested in learning more about what what I do yeah it is my wife always says that she's like you own it and people are impressed by it you know you I do get this sometimes oh I could never do that or I wish I could do that and there's some probably something in between with it but it takes you know it's a new role so it takes some adjusting and and I was thinking about this too it's like probably in the history of mankind, we're almost like the first or, you know, second generation really to even be, you know, trying this. So it's understandable to have a little hesitation. But as my wife likes to say, nobody cares about you. They only care about themselves. So if you think they're really thinking about it and judging, you're you're the one with the issue. So Absolutely. own it. <laughs> walking out on my first day after my wife went back uh, after maternity leave, I was, I live in New York City, I was walking out with my son in the stroller and thought that everybody was looking at me, certainly everybody <laughs> was noticing me, and I, I did finally realize that certainly in New York City, nobody cares about me and my kid and the stroller and where we're going. Right, well, it's different because, you know, it's almost implied when the mom is doing it, and when you flip that dynamic, I know your wife works, right? She well, does. Yes, and mine does too. So it's like, uh, you know, it's just a new dynamic for us to to think about. So a lot of perks to it, but also some adjustment that I'm, you know, excited to talk to you about so you can give us some pointers as to how to embrace it and, and make it all work. I'll do my best. Yeah, my wife is actually dealing with, we talked a little bit about some mom guilt. She was telling me that, you know, she'd I think she heard it on a podcast that when dad goes to work and he comes home to play with the kids, he's, oh, he's this amazing dad. Look at him. He's playing catch with the kids. But when mom goes to work and comes home, it's like maybe that she's lacking in the mom department. Do you guys talk about that or deal with that at all? Um, I think my, my wife recognizes that when she comes home she has some catching up to do so I, I don't think it's out of guilt as much as she knows that she wants to be an active and engaged mom um, and make sure that she's under she knows the boys knows we have two boys um, knows their friends knows their their teachers knows what's gone on during the day so she I don't think she feels guilty she just has figured out um, how she can be the mom that is working all day, but uh, fully present when she gets home. Right. And I forgot to ask you, how old are your kids now? They are 13 and 10. So it so, changes over time also. Yeah, it's very different. I mean, we have a seven, five and almost two year old here. So 
I, I've always heard, yes, treasure these times, but it does seem like a very different. And I'll be honest, I'm kind of excited to have like a 10 year old kids and stuff and be able to play with them. But a, a different, I think like when I talk to people, even my good friends, your kids ages, you know, that's how you relate to people. So if you've got a ba a newborn baby, yes, we went through that, but I don't really remember those days, you know? So it's like finding people that, you know, have gone through it or are going through it with you, I think is really helpful. Absolutely. I think that's what has uh, kept me sane over the years is having a group of dads that uh, I can turn to and, and look to the future and see what they've been going through and, and try to share some wisdom to those guys that are uh, in the earlier stages. So you said you, you what, moved to New York City? You're not from there originally? No, I grew up in Colorado and bounced around after college. I worked in telecom during the rise and fall of the internet and telecom boom and bust um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, and lived in Chicago and Dallas and Boston. And My wife and I got married. I moved my job to New York, um, decided, or when we got married, and decided uh, ultimately that I wanted to switch gears and became a teacher um thought thinking that teaching would be a good kind of career to be in as a parent i'd be able to to be a dad and and a teacher but pretty quickly realized that being a teacher is about the hardest job i have ever had and ever will have and there's no way that i uh, could be the teacher that i wanted to be and the dad that i wanted to be when it came down to it so privileged to be able to make the choice and my wife and i certainly have uh communicated a lot and figured out how to make our life work to to rely on a, her income but uh, able to stay at home and uh, and live our life the way we want to yeah and that's uh, like you said before it's kind of a work in progress especially as the kids grow up so i'm sure you know your head might have been spinning like mine was when you had a, a two very young kids but now you probably look back and say, oh, we had it, you know, figured out. Now we've got new issues. You're probably shuttling them to sports and activities every day. Different, pro you know, they, what do they say? Little kid, little problems, big kid, big problems. You seem like yeah. you're right in the sweet spot right now. We are, we're definitely having fun. And I, I certainly feel like uh, I'm just as needed now as I was back in the day, if not, if not more. It's good for me to be home when they, when they get home and it feels good that I can engage with them um, right away and, and be there for, for the big moments and the small moments. Yeah, that is something that I kind of have a little guilt over of telling people that I stay home with the kids. You know, I'm also like you, an entrepreneur. I've got a you know, business I run with my sister. But when I tell kids or tell people that my kids are in school, you know, I'm like, well, am I really a stay at home? I had to actually like break out the calculator and do the math of like, all right, they're getting up at six for some reason. Uh, and they get home at two 30 and it's like, well, it is about eight hours. And, uh, you know, it, it is a full-time job, especially when you hit bedtime or even dinner time, it's like you're hitting the wall. So it's, it is a, a full-time gig. Well, every family structures it differently, but certainly for us, I'm the one that gets the call from the nurse. If, if Max has a fever and needs to be picked up and um, I'm the one taking them to the orthodontist appointment at whatever time of day. So it's, 
it's not constant, certainly, but um, and that's that's how I fit in the other things that that have kept this going for so long. I certainly would have gone crazy a long time ago if the only thing that I was doing was uh, prepping meals and doing laundry and cleaning toilets and all that. Uh, that all that all gets done, but uh, I've found time to do other stuff as well. Yeah, I've heard somebody call it. They sent me an article. It's called uh, "Invisible Work," which I really liked. It's like these things that you almost don't even see that all these parties your kids are going to or sports you got to sign up, sign them up for. People don't always see that. You only actually see those things when it goes awry, when we miss the baseball game because I had it on Sunday and not Saturday. So there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, I'm starting to really see the impact of this, especially you have two boys. Is that right? Yes. What impact do you think you're having that your boys can be around their dad and really like get a whole different, you know, view of what being a dad is like? Well, certainly uh, they now are open to what roles in a, in a home look like, look like and, and who could possibly fill those roles. Certainly it uh, doesn't have to be one person staying at home full-time, one person working full-time. I think the, uh, the best solution I've seen is, is kind of couples who have found a way to stay very engaged in their work, but also be able to really be the parents that they want to be, maybe working 30, each, working 30 hours a week and each taking a couple days during the week, one or two days to stay home with the kids and maybe grandma's taking care of the kids uh, on a Wednesday. So uh, our model certainly isn't the only way, but I think they, the boys are seeing and hopefully other people are seeing that we can divide our life up the way that works for us, not based on some pre-prescribed gender roles uh, and what society tells us we have to be. We, we can open our minds to uh, really doing what makes a family work. And, and that, I think the most important thing, thing they're seeing is uh, my wife and I negotiating our lives and really both being fully engaged in every aspect of our lives. It's not one of us that certainly one of us is making the bulk of the money for our family and one of us is handling the bulk of childcare. But um, when it comes to the decision on what camp their boys are going to go to, for example, I, I always joke that I'm bringing it to invest investment committee. I'll do the research. Uh, but my wife and I will sit down with the boys now, of course, and, and talk about these are the camps that we've seen. This, these are the, the options. Let's talk about which one is best. Um, constant decisions like orthodontia. Orthodontia, you can see, is big this week. And both, one, I have one boy ending and one boy beginning this week. So it's uh, it's hot on my brain right now. But I was the one that that figured out which ortho, orthodontist we should be going to and made the appointments and get the boys there and all that kind of stuff. But my wife is obviously. Uh, aware of everything that's going on. And um, I think they're seeing uh, what it takes to run a relationship and to run a family. And do you think that you just pick that up off the bat? A lot of these things that I'm going through, I'm, I find like this is a mom's job. Like example, when my little one is homesick, I'm like, man, there's just something about a mom and a sick kid that can, uh, she can really, you know, be there in a different way so a lot of these things i'm like i'm learning as i go and right you, you do the best you can but did you find you know that it was kind of a tough transition or there were there were certain things that you're like i don't know how i can do this 
Uh, there are definitely things that were tough along the way. It wasn't that I felt like my wife would be better at something or more equipped. She kind of didn't have any more childcare experience than, than I did and hadn't really taken care of babies before either. So both of us were, were learning as, as we went along. And I don't think either of us kind of felt that, that sense that, uh, she she would be better at nurturing or comforting a sick child or something like that. I think the hardest thing for me um, looking back was that sense of isolation. Um, even in New York City, I didn't really know other at-home dads for a long time. And I really, I was taking kids music classes or taking Max, my oldest, to music classes and gym classes and art classes uh, just to have some human interaction, not not to, because I thought it was of great benefit to him or that it would make him a great artist or musician someday. It was really an opportunity to get out and be something more uh, than than Max's dad. But even out in the world, I was I was Max's dad. I kind of lost my identity. And that's, especially looking back, what I was struggling with is, who am I um, beyond just being Max's dad and then Max and Sam's dad? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited to hear more about uh, City Dads Group that you started in a minute. But that is such a big thing that I think not even just stay-at-home dads, you know, guys, as we get older, we had a Dr. John Duffy, a psychologist on talking about the decline of male friendships and how isolating it can be. Even the working dads are go to work, come home with the family, and it's like losing that sense of friendship and connecting. So it's good to hear you talk about it because it's definitely something that I feel, and I, I'm sure moms feel it too, but they do have this kind of built-in community. When I go to the bus stop to pick up the kids, there's eight moms talking and I can hang with them and chit chat, but there's a difference. You know, the conversations are a little different. I don't really care about what boots you're wearing. I'd rather talk about, uh, you know, something a little more interesting, but right. It can be a little isolating. That's something that, that it, it's good to connect with other dads to talk about. I think it's, I think it's hard for moms also the, the isolation and kind of loss of identity. And I think the women I know, my wife, and her friends and, and the other women we're friends with uh, seem to be very good at creating community for themselves or finding time to take care of their friendships and, and, and meet and talk on the phone or do what they need to do to take care of those friendships. And I think um, we don't take care of our friendships. We, many of us have good friends that we've, we've made through school, high school, college, and, and we lose touch with them and, and we don't uh, really regain those friendships and we don't take the time to make new friendships. And, and it's hard when we, especially dads that are working full-time, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, you're not gonna say, I'm gonna go out after work and, and have cocktails several nights a week so like you can hang out with your, your buddies. You need to get home and you need to take care of your family. Uh, but finding that balance and, and really, I think the key there is is making sure that you and your partner are finding time to uh, be caring for your family but and caring for your relationships and caring for yourselves. And you can really only do that if you're both capable of being on your own 
uh, with with your kids. And I think that's where a lot of um, people fall off is they don't feel like they can leave their family um, because they're they don't trust their partner to be able to take care of their kids, and that that's a tough place to be. So, um, a lot to unpack there. But I think it's important for men to to take time to take care of ourselves and and find some time to hang out with other dads. Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, I even tell my wife it's it's confusing even to talk about because you're so used to the other the, you know the dynamic being flipped. But I'll tell my wife, I'm like get out of here, go get a massage, go to a movie, go for a walk. Like you need a little time to decompress because you've been at work the whole time. I know how it feels to come home and then have the kids be all over you. You want to spend time with them, but you do, you need to take care of yourself. And it's like, I think up to, you know, the, the spouse to tell them like, look, put this on the schedule. You're gone then. And, you know, hopefully, you know, my wife does the same. Like, I'm going out, I'm going to go play tennis that night, or I'm going hang with my buddies. So you need to have those things on the schedule. And as guys, I don't think we're as good at, you know, planning things or waiting for friends to, you know, how many times have you tried to plan a trip? And it's like, uh, this guy can't come and this guy can't go. So it just doesn't happen. And it seems like we're not, you know, as good at that as we get older. So you got to really be intentional about it. Yes, I agree with you. And it's it's strange because you you know many of those guys are extremely successful in their jobs and they're successful because they're talented and organized and and good at what they do. Yet when it comes to their personal lives, they can't make a commitment or get organized enough to say, This Saturday I can I can be there. Um I think yeah, we we just have a lot of work to do to think about how we we organize our new lives. It used to be, I mean, I remember my grandfather used to play golf every single weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. And that was <laughs> the norm. Um, and he of course had friends, other grandfathers went to Elks club or they belonged to some other type of men's bowling league or something like that. Um, and they had friends, they had natural opportunities for friendship. But now as we both want to be, present at work and present at home, we haven't figured out how to strike that balance uh, and find time for ourselves and our friendships. Yeah, it's like we've never been more involved as dads um, and we haven't really figured out, right, how do you do it all? It is it is challenging. So I think and talking to other people is one thing that probably guys aren't as good at. So even just saying, man, I'm really struggling with finding some time and hearing somebody else uh, relate to that is important. But yeah, you've got to, you got to take care of you. You know, I, if you're not happy, then your wife's probably not going to be happy. Your kids aren't. So you've got to make sure that you prioritize yourself. Exactly. Let's take a quick break for our dad tip of the week brought to you by Kickstart Reading. Do you have kids between the ages of three and six? I've got two boys, and when my older son was going into kindergarten, my wife and I quickly learned that we had no idea how to teach him how to read. We found Kickstart Reading and watched one two-minute video together, and you could see his confidence take off. Bonus, I felt like dad of the year. Here's another dad talking about how Kickstart Reading is helping his boys learn how to read. Hey there, this is Chris Heller, and I'm a big fan of Kickstart Reading. Each morning before school, I show a video to my four-and-a-half-year-old son, and now his little two-year-old brother is getting in on the action as well. I'm a big fan of the videos, highly consumable and engaging for young boys. 
definite recommend for all parents out there who are looking to get their kids off to the right start with reading. Kickstart Reading. Go to kickstartreading.com and use the code DAD to get 65% off right now. That's D-A-D, DAD. See? It works. Kickstartreading.com. Now back to the show. So Matt, on the Dad the Best I Can show, we like to do one dad tip. Do you have a tip for other dads out there? Biggest tip I always have is that to make sure you're really active and engaged as early as possible. There is no parenting task that uh, dad can't be fully part of. People point out nursing. Dads, of course, cannot nurse. I, I do admit that, but dads can be very active in the, in the nursing process, whether it be bringing the baby over um, and taking the baby after nursing and changing diaper or clothes, whatever needs to be done, or even knowing the latches, knowing the holds, helping your partner figure out breastfeeding uh, can certainly be part of, of your role as dad. And fatherhood really does begin um, even before the baby is born. So um, get in the mix and don't let anybody push you out. Uh, sometimes moms try to to push dads out and think they, they, they're they the ones that know best on how to get everything done. And that's that's obviously not a sustainable solution either. So uh, get in get in the game early and make sure you stay in the game for the long run. Yeah, that's a good tip. Although uh, I think Robert De Niro in Meet the Parents did directly help out in the uh, breastfeeding. So there are some, some other ways, but I that's totally it. agree. It's like <laughs> moms can, you know, almost like I got this, take over, and then they can lose their minds. So right, that's, even if it is telling them, go take a break, I got this. I think when I, I mean, I barely remember those days of having a, an infant, but like they're challenging. So even if you're going to wait for your wife to say, I'm going to go take a break or I need this, sometimes that moment will never come maybe because they don't even have the confidence in you. So, you know, taking the lead, I think is appreciated or, or even if it's not, you know, directly with feeding, it could be, I'm going to go clean the sink or do the laundry, you know, just find ways to help. Proactively. And I think that's, that's the, uh, the next hill we have to climb. I think a lot of dads now feel like they're, they're involved. Um, and I differentiate the term involved and, and engaged involved is kind of, there's a list of things that somebody else has put together that, uh, a dad will now do. And, and engaged means a dad is putting together the list and, and organizing, uh, the family vacation or figuring out the doctor's appointments. Um, and somebody else might take the, the kid to the doctor's appointment, but there's that invisible work that you talked about that, uh, that is crucial to running a family. And too often it, 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 uh, it moms are the ones that are doing that work. And, uh, it's not sustainable, especially in families where two people are working full time to have one person doing all of that invisible work. Yeah. And it's, it really is appreciated. Like I'll even catch myself t texting my wife, like we signed them up for the wrong swim lesson. It's on the other side of town. And you know, I was like, she's working right now. She probably doesn't really want to see this and have to take care of it. So I was like, going to take me five, 10 minutes to figure this out and just knock it out. And that was a tip. I actually got a, from a friend when I had young kids, it's like, finish the job, you know, don't, you know, 90% clean the dishes in the sink. It's like, just finish it. And then it's so much more appreciated. And like you said, be, being proactive 
it almost will surprise you, you know, your partner and, you know, you'll be surprised if your partner appreciates it. It's going to make your life a lot easier too. Well, and how great is it to be able to both come to the end of an evening and be able to sit back with a, a glass of wine and watch whatever TV show, uh, I used to say scandal, but scandal's not on anymore, but, uh, Netflix and Netflix and chill at nine o'clock yeah. because everything is is done and taken care of. You um, might even be able to chill if you actually uh, <laughs> help out and take the lead. Exactly. Not just Netflix. So <laughs> on the dad, the best I can show, Matt, we like to do some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is the first car you ever owned? A 1985 Chevy. I think they called it a mini blazer. It was not, not the full size blazer. It was one of those... <laughs> First, uh, they didn't even have SUVs. It was a two-door uh, mini blazer. What is your favorite movie ever? The category is drama. I'm not sure this counts as drama, but I'm going to go with The Thomas Crown Affair, the, the newer one uh, with Rene Russo. I, I can watch that uh, any moment that that, sh that movie comes on, uh, I'm in. Yes. Oh, I say drama because a totally different category. What is your favorite comedy movie of all time? Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Again, oh, what a classic. Could watch it anytime, anywhere. <laughs> What's the name of the uh, the dive that he pulls off? I got to go catch up on that one. It's been too long. I was just, that one came to mind because I was just saying that I need to think about uh, introducing it to the boys. Yes. Oh, I can't. I'm really excited for my kids to be your kid's age so I can secretly rewatch all these, you know, slightly dirty 80s movies. Exactly. We, we survived. They will too. Yes. What is your favorite meal to eat for dinner? Uh, I make a pretty good macaroni and cheese. It's a family family recipe that I've adapted over the years, and uh, I like it, but uh, I like the reaction I get from everybody else as well, so that's a big part of it. Yeah, is there anything better than your kids actually eating what you cook for them? Right, exactly. <laughs> what is the best live sporting event you've ever been to? Uh, as I mentioned, I grew up in Colorado, and uh, we were very lucky that the Quebec Nordiques moved to Denver and, and won the Stanley Cup in their first year. So I, I did not attend the last game, but I got to attend some of those uh, Stanley Cup final games, and uh, that was pretty awesome. I've, I have not seen a playoff live hockey game, but I've heard they are the best live sporting event. That and boxing, I've heard those are the two best things to see live. I've, I've not seen boxing, but, and I have not... I, I, the worst sporting event, if you're asking, was I, I did get to go to the, the Broncos Super Bowl that was in New York. They played the Seattle Seahawks, and that was, that was the worst experience, being surrounded by Seahawks fans watching your team go down in flames. That's painful. Although we're, we're starting to play Little League here, and when my kid strikes out, I didn't, re I didn't know that pain that a parent feels. It's like uh, you got to hide it and you're, uh, you know, you want them to be able to deal with failure, failure. But I looked at some other dad. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. Yeah, no, watching your kid play is much more stressful and heartbreaking than, uh, than playing yourself. All right, Matt. Great answers. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, the city dads group. Uh, it sounds like it's, you know, more important than ever for, dads or moving to new cities or in this world where job stability is more volatile than ever and women have taken on you know huge opportunities in the workforce tell us a little bit about city dads group yeah we started it was first nyc dads group 10 years ago a buddy that i was a 
teacher with, uh, he says, follows in my footsteps about, followed in my footsteps about three years after I started uh, being at home. And he quickly asked me what I was doing uh, as an at-home dad in New York City. And I, I said, I've been hanging out with, with moms and, and nannies. And certainly everything was built around uh, mommy and me play groups and mommy and me yoga and mommy and me art class. And I, I just uh, went ahead and got in. And my buddy Lance was much more proactive and said, we can, we can do something for dads and, and create a resource for dads. And thought it would be at-home dads joining our meetup group when we, we got it launched, but turned out uh, all different types of dads wanted to join, whether they had time during the day because they were teachers or they were uh, owned their own business or be, they worked full time and, and wanted to grab a beer at night. So uh, really created NYC Dads Group with the intention of being a resource for dads in the same way a mom's group is uh, a resource for moms. Um, had some guys move out of New York City and ask us about for advice in starting a group in places like Chicago and LA. And we said, well, instead of doing it by yourself, let's do it together. And that's when we launched uh, City Dads Group about, it'll be six years ago this summer. Um, and it was Chicago Dads Group and LA Dads Group were the first uh, other groups out of, out of the gate and really trying to do the same thing, create a resource and community for for dads in, in those cities. And since then, we've got, had um, 30 plus other guys come to us in their cities and say they want to start groups. So we've got uh, groups now in 36 cities across the United States and our first group uh, now in Toronto, Canada. So we're going global. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, do you hear from dads that they're excited to actually be a part of something like this? I mean, first of all, it sounds fun to just go bowling or have a beer with guys. I don't know if mom groups are doing that, but that seems like something that we sit and think about. I mean, I, even I getting like play dates together with the kids, just I'll text the moms, but it always feels a little weird. I'm like, you know, do I have to be careful about what I say? And you know, which emoji to use. I've actually gotten in trouble for using the wrong emoji by mistake <laughs> to show my age. Um, yeah. But I imagine, yeah, dad's just being able to text Matt, you know, let's get together. Or we're going to go do this meetup. I'm sure it's really uh, liberating for a lot of people. I think the guys that, that come out uh, definitely appreciate the opportunity. I don't think it, we've quite, we haven't quite replaced the, uh, the awkwardness of, of the play dates. The, the funny thing is about dad's groups is that we we are around the entire metropolitan area. So in New York, all five boroughs and North New Jersey and South Westchester and some guys come in from Long Island. And we've got 2000 plus dads in our group. Meanwhile, the mom's group, I live in lower Manhattan, the mom's group, Hudson River Park, mother's group has I don't know now, probably 3000 women in their group and they can get a group of women together all with kids born within the same three month time period that live <laughs> in a like three square block radius. So uh, still have the awkwardness of, of the play dates and, uh, and all of that, but adding the, the opportunity to connect with other dads every now and then you might, you might have to go a little further afield um, to connect with dads, but uh, we are here in, in all these cities and uh, it's been fun uh, to see it, see it work 
A lot of people said it will only work in New York because there's subways and people can get to places easily, but it is working in places like Dallas and Charlotte and uh, Chicago that uh, are all have their own challenges. Um, and I know you, you live in Atlanta. We do have an Atlanta dads group, uh, so you should definitely look I them just, up. Yeah, I just saw it. I mean, I think the big thing, just looking at it quickly here in Atlanta, it's like... Uh, the fact that it's scheduled or that it's organized or that somebody is taking the lead is a big thing. So if I know there's some hangout at the park, uh, 1 PM on Saturday, I might put that on the schedule. If it's up to me, you know, to wait for some other dad to do it, you know, we're going to be twiddling our thumbs and then, you know, at some kids party at, at noon that day instead. So I think it's really good. Have you noticed like, uh, the conversation among the dads is, you know, people are opening up and talking about things that they probably wouldn't talk to about maybe even with their good friends. So on some level meeting new people with kids around the same age might uh, free a guy up to talk about kind of the challenges or the awesome things that are happening in their lives. Yeah. And no, I think that's the best thing about it for me has been meeting people that I would never have met otherwise. And the, the single bond that we have is that, that we're both fathers is enough and we aren't necessarily close friends that we're going to see each other all the time and that i think does free dads up to be a little more vulnerable than they they otherwise would be seeing a guy struggle with his two-year-old and while you struggle with your two-year-old is is definitely freeing and and talking about what your kid is eating or what preschool your kid is going to go to um, some of these universal questions that we all have uh, it's nice to be able to compare notes with with other guys, and uh, and that dad's perspective does does make a difference. We, it's nice to talk to other dads about this. Yeah, and it is. I hadn't really thought about it. You know, I have a group of friends, and we have a group text and everything, but we don't really talk about our kids. It's almost like we're talking about you know we're trying to make each other laugh and you know just tell stories. So meeting people that maybe is like a you know, a level, a degree of separation away, not like a therapist, but in some ways kind of frees you up to have these conversations that you're probably need to be having. So you don't exactly. feel so alone. Exactly. Right. Well, Matt, I will be checking out the uh, Atlanta city dads group. Uh, where can people learn ma more about what you're up to? I know you, you host a podcast as well. We host a podcast. We've got a very active blog with dads all over the country writing from their perspective. Uh, it's all at citydadsgroup.com. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, it's the moms have so much of this. And I think a lot of dads are not aware that this stuff is out there. So I'm glad uh, we connected and we can, you know, get other dads to check it out as well. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you guys for listening to the Dad the Best I Can show. Go take five seconds, hop on over to dadthebestican.com and sign up with your email to get weekly updates, dad tips in your mailbox, get your questions answered on the show. That's dadthebestican.com. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Actually, five stars. We could do better than that. Brooks? Infinity stars, Cameron. How many stars? Infinity thousand. Infinity thousand. You got to one up them in this household. Thanks. See ya. <laughs>